Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 67, The Puppet Master. Okay, interns. Today, we're going to be talking about narcissistic personality disorder. Y'all see, I had to say that real slow. (laughs) And I'm not supposed to have y'all laughing at me because I have a speech impediment. Okay. (laughs) So we're not going to say narcissistic personality disorder anymore. (laughs) We're going to say some short version of it or NPD. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So save the the tongue and the throat yeah, mm-hmm. and the teeth and the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that too. So my question to you ladies, do you remember the first time you came in contact with someone who had traits of narcissism? Mm, personally or uh, professionally? Mm. Ooh. I didn't even break it down like that, Dr. <laughs> I just want to know how I need to answer. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's say, That's let's say good. personally. Personally. Mm. I do, but I didn't recognize that that's what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that came years and years <laughs> and years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do. Um, how old were you? Late teens. Okay. okay. Was it a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship? Uh, I mean, it was some version of romantic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something like a something. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thinking back definitely now, you know, with this adult brain, um, I can totally see the gaslighting and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, when you 17, 18, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you know, you really barely know anything about life at that point for some people. Now, mm-hmm. of course, some people have more experience than others, but for the most part, your average Joe, um, teenager, you don't know how to look out for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I would agree. Yeah. I would say, um, I would say probably a cousin of mine. Mm-hmm. Now, much like you were saying, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. This was my one of my favorite cousins. Let me say one of, because that way they, they won't know which one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and classic traits like boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Center of attention. It's all about me. I'm the, I'm the too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, now as an adult, same thing is still going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gotcha. at what point 
are you going to grow up person? Mm-hmm. See how I didn't gender them at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very slick. <laughs> and I would have to say for me, I was an adult. Um, m- mostly I didn't grow up around my extended family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't either. So, so I wouldn't be around them enough to have known. Um, but as far as like when I became an adult and I was able to recognize it, it was definitely at the unnamed place that you all know, well, you two know that I used to work at, Mm -hmm. um, that I think that was when I first realized like, this is some real, real sick stuff going on up here. (laughs) (laughs) But if, if you know the kind of people Mm -hmm. that I worked around, you would understand Mm -hmm. how it could be that way. And then my, I think my second would be in church. Mm. I didn't even think about them people, <laughs> but it's accurate. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go down that path in mm-hmm. case any of them listen. To yep. us. Okay. That's why, I, that's why I'm going to just stop it there. Church. Yeah, <laughs> Brethren can... and sistren. Yes. Yeah. Professionally, definitely. I uh, yes. have very similar, you know, the place that shall remain unnamed mm-hmm. that, you know, Dr. Wall and I used to work at. One mm-hmm. day we just going to say it. Not right now, but one day. You know, maybe about 10, 15 years. <laughs> or if they close down. Even that better. Part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think professionally, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. the first time that I encountered um, a supervisor mm-hmm. with maybe, I don't know if it's. Can it be more NPD? Than one? Yeah. Oh, it, my whole, my whole <laughs> team. Yeah. Most, because NPD, of BD. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. All of the there above. was a whole money. BPD. I mean, you know, we for us psych heads out here, we just gonna say personality NOS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, so there was a, that was my first encounter working under a system like that, mm-hmm. and and we talked about this, you know, throwback to it's just a job. Um, you know, we talked about having work PTSD and being under a system like that constantly feeling on edge and like you are there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. or that you're the quote unquote crazy person or but you're gaslighting yeah but you're probably one of the few logical people in the whole yes. space um yes. it's very off-putting and took mm-hmm. some it took realistically um I'd say probably a good solid year of like to recover from you know being in that place and if I saw this person now I probably would still flip them the bird today Mm -hmm. but it would come from a place of like the audacity you didn't stop me Uh uh-huh versus Mm -hmm. like I'm angry at you and you know you hurt me and you know yeah that kind of way yeah but now it's like I just don't respect you that's really where it would come from now well you know y'all know I don't even refer people to that place yes (laughs) and you know that Dr. Strickland and my, you know, past employer, uh, we still get a lot of people from them. Mm-hmm. Um, from, Weirdly enough. And they be like, yeah, I didn't like such and such and such. You know what I mean? And it felt really, and I always say narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
it's um it's funny when you think about you know uh narcs mm-hmm. the shortened version of narcissism non-substance abuse yes, yes. non-substance abuse uh not narcotics <laughs> That's why I'm going to stick with the MPD. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, when you come from underneath the umbrella and, you know, the smoke finally clears, it is such a revealing, eye-opening experience and shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, because being a clinician, you you think like, oh, I, how come I didn't notice this? Or how come I didn't? And then you start getting into the, all the whys and whatnots and mm-hmm. what it could have should have and stuff. Um, but then you have to come back and realize that you're a human being just like everybody else Mm -hmm. who's subject to being manipulated and subject to being taken advantage of just like any other person. It doesn't matter that you're a clinician, um, and you know, all the traits and the signs and the blah, 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 blahs. Yeah. Because Um, you don't think that it would ever happen to you because you would know the signs and the, and what it looks like. And it really just goes off. It's just like doctors who, you know, tell their patients not to smoke and they smoke. They don't think they'll get cancer, lung cancer or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's for other people. It's for layman's people. Yeah. It's a slow, uh, slow insidious process. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we decided to go with this topic because it's been a hot topic in, you know, in the, in the medias. Boy, <laughs> I, I hear the word narcissist. Yes. So much now. Yeah. So it's the new catchphrase or one of the new catchphrases. Yeah, it was ADHD, mm-hmm. then it was autism, and now it's narcissist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was bipolar there for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, borderline. And borderline. Now we've moved to narcissist. Mm-hmm. Well, you can thank KS for that because we're not going to say that man's name on this no. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say within the black community, mm-hmm. um, Yes, this has contributed heavily to, and I would say a lot of the like red pill, manosphere, and even like, even though the pink pill is a specific podcast, but just mm-hmm. like the pink pill mm-hmm. nature, yeah. uh, hypergamy, like this has really mm-hmm. created a huge discussion about narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. The whole high value mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. that keep going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we said, hey. Let's go and jump on this bandwagon from a mental health perspective. Cause yes. a lot of this is definitely based in, um, financial, mm-hmm. um, and relationship, which of course y'all know us. So y'all know we're going to talk about relationships, but you know, we wanted to give y'all some more history. Guess, yeah. And where, so we want to start with like the, the, the science part of it and then kind of give you a little bit of the history we're not going to bombard you with the history but just kind of give you some Mm -hmm. pointers to even how it came to be uh known as npd Mm -hmm. sounds good to me so you know we of course said we was going to get into the science but we had to take it back way back (laughs) back in the time (laughs) (laughs) and pretty much a lot of the stuff that we have in psychology um and a lot of the social sciences is based in um mythology Mm -hmm. greek mythology roman mythology and it kind of starts from there and now i'm not going to dive into the whole depths of this story but the term narcissist or narcissism uh came from the the greek um i guess would you call him a demigod we gonna go with a demi, a demi, because yeah. he ain't the tops. He, okay, true that, true that. 
Um, Narcissus. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Got to enunciate. These Latin words. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, the story goes that his um, mother was told that he would live a long, prosperous life um, <laughs> and be, you know, all these great things would happen as long as he doesn't recognize himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, you know, just kind of like Achilles. Yeah. As, you know, uh, prophecies go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, you know how it's going to end. Of course. <laughs> um, so Narcissus, you know, has the eyes for these individuals, one named Echo and the second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Broke his heart. Ammonius. Ammonius. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Ammonius. There you go. Because I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know I like all things. <laughs> yeah fictional (laughs) Uh, so narcissus was not able to obtain the love of these two individuals so this is the short and abridged version of this um you know went to the the water's edge and looked upon himself in the water and fell in love with himself with himself and fell so in love that he stayed there until he died now the, the one thing that broke his heart the most is that echo you know was a nymph and if you know anything about nymphs <laughs> and where the word nymphomaniac comes from, mm-hmm. you know, just imagine being rejected and not being able to receive the love of mm-hmm. a nymph. I mean, she had put that thing on him. <laughs> right. Uh, Mythologically speaking. Mm-hmm. So then, ergo, we get into the more scientific version of narcissism. But as far as where that specific word came from, originated from Greek mythology. Okay, and so then we have Havelock Ellis, who is from Croton in Surrey, England. And Sir, uh, let me not do that because <laughs> y'all know we start; they be bad. The, the <laughs> accents be bad. <laughs> and his contribution to uh, psychology was human sexuality and um, sex education and women's rights. So. He first described narcissism, I was going to say MPD, narcissism as the preoccupation of one's own sexual body. And this started in 1898. And then, long time ago. It, yeah. That but was yet not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so then, um, so psychoanalytic is a uh, theoretical orientation. And so you have people who have, who are, who fall up under the psychoanalytical theoretical orientation. And you have people that follow CBT, you know, and just all of the other theoretical orientations. So after Ellis coined it, other psychoanalytics then jumped on board and um, described it as a characteristic of vanity and self-love that is not exclusively sexual. Mm-hmm. And then we have the infamous Sigmund Freud. Ooh, <laughs> man. And that's a whole other situation because that man had a lot of issues. Yes. He is considered the father of psychology, unfortunately. Mm. But we learned from him we what did. to do and what not to mm-hmm. do. He, now, the thing about it is his theories did make sense in certain aspects mm-hmm. like the id ego and super ego and stuff like yes. that it did make sense he yeah. just had yeah um some robert <laughs> kelly vibes mm-hmm. and he was an addict yeah. as yeah. well as some other things yeah you know yeah 
but okay. yes but so he then had a, a publication of a book called on narcissism mm-hmm. and that he talked about um narcissistic people mm-hmm. ha- uh, experiencing feelings of low self-worth and self low self-esteem mm-hmm. then we continue to go through the history with cohut now i know these names are not familiar to you all and that's fine <laughs> we just want to give you a little bit of the history cohut was a self-psychologist he then talked about how your childhood was a part of how you develop the NPD. So he he said that the failure of parents to empathize with their with their child is the way people develop that personality trait. Mm-hmm. And then we have well, I'm going to do one more in this Kernberg. <laughs> try to say that fast. And his was the emphasis on aggression and conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if y'all can kind of see a theme like it it has compiled mm-hmm. over the century and a half that it's kind of been in existence. So it's, it wasn't just all at one moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, well, let's expound on that. Oh, okay, let's expound on that. Many of the things that um, y'all have asked us to talk about in this season of our show has a basis in something sexual because I don't know what was going on with the men folk um but they real focused on sex and that's that's how a lot of it originated and Mm -hmm. then it expounded to the um psychosocial which is psychological social emotional all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and the thing about if you notice about psychology psychology it it has a foundation and then people come after come after and come after and continue to build on it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then so now we have another add-on to npd which is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance a deep need for excessive attention and admiration troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others but behind this mask of extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that that sink that we had in there <laughs> you know I think, you know, one of the things that people have to understand about nar- narcissism or NPD is is that it's something that's pervasive mm-hmm. and it's likely not going to change. No. Um, you know, this is about your personality. And if you have any personality traits, it's not impossible to change these things, but it is very difficult and mm-hmm. requires a lot of insight to be able to do so and a level of dedication that most people really don't want to continue it's kind of like what I've talked about me being an introvert like I can't change me being an introvert I can do things that can offset my level of introversion Mm -hmm. but I will still always be an introvert and so in order for me to have relationships I have to adjust because I can't be like, we just going to lay in the bed all day and talk. Because <laughs> y'all going to be looking like, I, I want to go somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a lesser version of what we're talking about. But any personality disorder is the innate parts of you. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it's hard to keep up the good fight when you know that these are possible traits and things that you have that are not healthy mm-hmm. for relationships. And then just... Remember that 
as Dr. Strickland was just saying, the pervasive part, just because someone is that way toward you, (laughs) it doesn't mean or it could mean that they're like that with everyone in their life, whether it's social, whether it's occupational, you know, just interacting with other people. And a lot of times we get the question, I think, you know, my friend or my husband is narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Just because a person has the traits, it doesn't mean that they have the disorder. But if they have the disorder, they do have the traits. Yeah, I think that's the part that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to psychology. It's not just you slapping a title on a group of symptoms. You literally have a certain amount of time when it needs to onset or show up. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain number of things. And you this know, one is five out of the nine. Five out of the nine. So it it bothers me <laughs> when people do that. Like yeah. the, the common one, like Dr. Strickland said earlier, um, bipolar. That boy bipolar... Why? Because his moods are changing like everybody else's. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was is. mad one minute and then I was then I was sad the next minute. The most I can give you is rapid cycling. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you're not going to get bipolar. Rapid <laughs> cycling give you is living life. Yes. Yeah. But I'm saying if you need yes. a diagnosis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it, it's. But I do want to put a, a disclaimer out there um, that. We're talking about this, but please do not take everything that we're talking about and then try to go and say that your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mom, your dad, your sister, your cousin, your auntie, whatever. No. Please don't try to take this information and then go say, well, I heard on the doctor said. Right. So this is just information. If you need something much more uh, concrete than that person whom you think will need to go to a professional mm-hmm. um, or you should go seek professional um, advice or um, counseling from somebody else. But you not, this is not what that purpose is for. It's a disclaimer yeah. before you started listening to this session. We just throwing it out there again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but speaking about the, the five out of nine so that people are aware of what the, you know, if we were going to use criteria, what in the world would they be, thinking or looking at Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna be very literal because when anytime you have the dsm just know it's the (laughs) bible for mental health providers yes Mm -hmm. and so this is the book that we utilize to diagnose people make sure that the symptoms that they are presenting qualify for the diagnosis they're coming in with or what we think they have so i'm gonna read verbatim out of the book and it, oh, I'm sorry. Before, so before you, Dr. Wow, I can say Dr. Strickland. Dr. <laughs> wow starts reading out of DSM-5. So MPD was actually um, put in the uh, DSM-3 three. Three in 1984. Mm-hmm, I think it's 1984. Mm-hmm. And they have changed now. We have a DSM-3. We have a DSM-4. We have a DSM-5. And they have changed some of the criteria in each of them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. make sure you get the most up-to-date you got to search for version it. whenever you listen to this. <laughs> yes. yes. So the narcissistic personality disorder 301.81 or F60.81. We need real for our ICD-10. <laughs> <laughs> for all our associates, that's, that's a different <laughs> term than intern. Y'all know what we talking about or mm-hmm. our fully licensed people. A pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior, 
need for admiration and lack of empathy beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts as indicated by five or more of the following. So, so far they've given us what the pattern of the behaviors are going to look like. It can be in mind, in theory of what they uh, envision, or it can actually be their actual behaviors Mm -hmm. and what it stems from, the need of admiration, the lack of empathy. Uh, It needs to have began early adulthood. Typically, you don't um, (laughs) diagnose children when it comes to personality disorders, although you have heard us say, mm, they got some cluster B stuff going on or they got some cluster C or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It peeks yep. its head out. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, okay, that's a little serial killer. But we're not going <laughs> to <not gonna> diagnose <laughs> them. We're just going to watch. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the first one that they list is has a grandiose sense of self-importance, exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements. So they just... I should get this because I should. me. Mm-hmm. They trying me, to be me, a god. Me. Mm-hmm. Number two is, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Mm. <laughs> okay. Number three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. <laughs> Donkeys and stallions. <laughs> For any clients that I have that are listening yes. to me that talked about narcissism, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Number four, requires excessive admiration. Now, don't be talking about she asked me to tell her she was beautiful once and that's the excessive. That, that, that's, no, not that's not it. it. <laughs> This is like consistently every day, multiple Multiple times. times. Mm -hmm. Number five is has a sense of entitlement, which is an unreasonable expectation of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. Mm -hmm. Number six is interpersonally exploitative, which means they take advantage of others to achieve their own end goals and -hmm. they don't tell nobody. Number Mm -hmm. seven is lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. It's just like what they got to do with me. This is working for me. (laughs) What what you talking about? Basically. That's where that gaslight be coming in. Mm -hmm. Number eight is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. And ain't nobody checking for her. Mm. It, they made it up in their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number nine shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. Now, remember, you have to have five out of these nine. You can't have four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Three. You have to have five or more. So if it's under five, this is what we call traits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have essence of narcissism, mm-hmm. but not actual narcissism. Yes. Diet narcissism, if you will. <laughs> Not diet. Or flavored water version <laughs> of narcissism. LaCroix. I was just getting ready to say that. As she, as she look at my water over here. <laughs> so I did want to talk about the differences, the two different types of, well, not two different types, but the grandiosity 
and vulnerable narcissism Mm -hmm. because the grandiosity part is the they appear arrogant uh pretentious dominant self-assured exhibitionist or aggressive and then the vulnerable narcissism may present as overly sensitive insecure defensive anxious about um an underlying sense of shame and inadequacy so a lot of times narcissism can be misdiagnosed Mm-hmm. especially when they come in as the vulnerable narcissism, because it can look like depression mm-hmm. or anxiety or mm-hmm. yeah. And it can be in conjunction with those as well. But typically when you start seeing somebody, they're going to begin with a lesser diagnosis before they just throw some heavy on you. Cause you yeah. got to build rapport. You got to know the person's life and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Well, and for Absolutely. the therapist, we tend to realize, okay, I, this treatment ain't working. <laughs> what, yeah. is, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Yeah. I think it, again, it's, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time to really weed out what's real, what's not, um, what's not, uh, and you know, as a therapist, you're only getting a, piece of a story you know every clinician knows that when you're being told something in in session you're not getting a hundred percent you're not getting a hundred percent and you're also getting this person's interpretation of what Mm -hmm. happened so Mm -hmm. you know there's some truth in it and then there's also some not even lies it's It's just just kind of like self-deception kind of stuff going on there um that's why when it comes to the personality disorder um diagnoses I always tell my clients at that point because a lot of them come in and be like well I was diagnosed with borderline personality or something like that I always tell them let me let me observe you for a little while before I give you that diagnosis because sometimes it can look way it could be something else you know it could be that but I just want to observe let me see Mm -hmm. Mm. man narcissistic I love him (laughs) well you don't but (laughs) (laughs) it helps if you do so with that I know we wanted to also talk about some of the symptoms mm-hmm. that are shown with narcissists. What are some of the top ones that y'all typically notice? Well, of course, you know, the, the grand pooba is <laughs> grandiosity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lots of showboating, mm-hmm. um, peacocking, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. look at my nice pretty feathers. Even though when I put them down, I look real ugly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they scared of their real ugly. It's that Prince Charming effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shrek version. Mm-hmm. Real Prince Charming. And he's really not a good person. Like that's a classic case of Prince Charming was actually a narcissist in Shrek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is um, sensitivity. Mm. So I, I don't think that that gets talked about a lot with people that are on this spectrum mm-hmm. being very sensitive. Yes. You know, because the the outside looks so showboatish and like they've got it all together and everything's, mm-hmm. you know, all pristine. But the second you, you know, say, oh, you got a little something, something right there mm-hmm. on, on you. And the whole thing just kind of comes crashing down. So they're yeah. very sensitive to any type of even perceived criticism, whether you were actually being critical or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if I think you were, then you know for, forgive you for pointing it out forgive you because <laughs> it's about you it ain't right right, I'm right right i oh did, did you have one you have uh-huh. one ready? okay um monopolizes conversations and tends to have a demeaning or belittling look on others mm-hmm. 
Ooh. Yeah. Lots of CEOs um, yes. end up in the, and when we say CEOs, not just Fortune 5 or Fortune 100 companies, we're talking yo you know the bike shop owners yeah Yeah. (laughs) or you know this could be small business owners just it's about the having power or perceived power and it's also uh police officers are Mm -hmm. big in that category Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. It's so much going on in the world right now, and we could all use some extra support. At Balanced Beacon, we offer counseling services for individuals, couples, families, and groups. If you're in Texas, give us a call at 214-396-6503 or visit our website at www.balancebeacon.com for more information. So, you know, one thing that I was thinking about this, and this is not in my notes, but just as you said it about Mm -hmm. monopolizing, I think a distinction um, to be made here is um, people on the spectrum Mm -hmm. can oftentimes look very narcissistic. Tell them which spectrum. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The autism spectrum. Yes. Uh, And what would have typically had been called back in the day, uh, Asperger's, Mm -hmm. even though that does not exist, scientifically exist, it socially exists um, um, in the lexicon, but it's not a diagnosis anymore. Um, But I do think that people that fall within that category can look very narcissistic um, because of the the lack of social uh, awareness and mirroring. And if you don't know how to mirror somebody, you may uh, over talk and be very, you know, um, verbose and explain a whole bunch and take conversations Mm -hmm. by storm. And also that um, logic that can come with people that are on some individuals on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of I know it all because I'm an expert or whatnot in this particular subject. Uh, I think that some people can have a difficult time making that distinction. Yeah. I know typically when I see someone that is on the autism spectrum versus narcissistic, what I normally see is a little bit more quirkiness mm-hmm. in them, a little bit more oddity or nuance in yeah. their behaviors versus someone who is narcissistic. They actually do a great job of mirroring you in the beginning. It they just do. eventually falls off because, and we'll talk about this in a later session is you fall in love with yourself when you're with a narcissist. You're not following, falling in love, which we think is clumsy with them. You're falling in love with you because they're mirroring everything that you're doing mm-hmm. to reel you in. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was one of the, uh, you said, what, what was your question? The characteristic trait, symptom, 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 that, <laughs> <laughs> all of them words. Yes. Um, that I was going to add to what you all, what you ladies just said was empathy. But mm-hmm. the thing about it, is I, I'm I'm torn because on one end they don't have they lack empathy, but then on the other end it's like they do have empathy in the beginning because they mirror you to know what they need to say, what they need to do in order to get you to be drawn well, into data them. gathering. Mm-hmm. And I mean, narcissists are very much so the end justifies the means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I need to fake 
like I really like you like that, then I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, okay, let's build this thing together and we we form something as a unit. No, yeah. it's just like I need to um, catch you. Like I need your, your wall to come down, your boundaries to come down so I can just change it all up. Yeah. Which is why research says that a lot of, with the empathy part, a lot of uh, the percentage of men is higher than women. It's seventy five percent. I thought it was eighty to twenty. It might have went might, up. I don't, I don't know. It might have <laughs> went is up. rising. That's high enough. Yes. Both my, of those. I think mine was like twenty sixteen. The study, which you know, that's yeah. They, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's rising right now. Yeah, they pandemic is on the rise. struggling, mm-hmm. making people struggle. Ooh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but you can if if we look at the empathy part, we can understand why mm-hmm. it's high in men because men don't get or boys to men do not get um, that piece of being emotionally connected, Mm -hmm. intelligent. It's not socially um, acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and we've talked about this before in various uh, capacities that girls are reared differently. Mm -hmm. And of Mm -hmm. course we're talking very stereotypically here um, and generalizing to some extent, but Mm -hmm. girls are, rear differently than boys we are pushed to be much more verbal much more engaging eye contact polite intuitive Mm -hmm. Um, and when when girls are when we begin to act outside of that we are reprimanded whereas boys they are praised for acting encouraged Mm -hmm. and to be in competition with Mm -hmm. folks you know that it I don't know why people think those two things are going to go together once people become adults because <laughs> uh, we need to rear our kids pretty much the same on both sides, you yeah. know, so that people can effectively adapt and grow and be healthy. But, you know, that's a, that's a conversation for another session. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I think is important to discuss is the uh, having the inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of other mm-hmm. it's like and that's the gaslighting or breadcrumbing mm-hmm. those sort of things that kind of come up when you are dealing with a narcissist like yeah it's the, it's the one who has infidelity they you know steal money and it's like well what's the problem because it's it, working for me it's like you well you should have <laughs> did what i needed you to do right or you could have just left me <laughs> or you could have talked about it with me yeah or quit your job yeah you know, any of those you need to do uh yeah well but it has it works it does mm-hmm. you know and that's the problem it works for those individuals so it they understand people probably better than most um if we're gonna go in the personality range the people that probably understand individuals the most are going to be antisocial personality people mm-hmm. and narcissists yep. because they're as um out of tune as they are they're they are observant. super in tune mm-hmm. with what they need and how to get it so that requires them to be observant and observant does not equal empathetic Right. And so that with them being that observant like that, they know how they know how to study a person to be able to get what they want from that person, from Mm -hmm. that situation, from that circumstance, Mm -hmm. from that environment, which is why you have a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them have high positions. You know, like we were just saying, like Mm -hmm. doctors, police Mm -hmm. officers, judges, you know, they they have that 
thing. And yeah. another end of that, we're talking about the extreme end, is you find that a lot of serial killers are actually narcissists. Mm-hmm. Yes. As well as some other personality disorders. But you do see, um, what, we were talking about this individual before we uh, started the session, Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a known oh, man. narcissist. And loved being in the spotlight. He loved was like, it. please find him. Like, it's just... <laughs> You just looking at people yeah. like, did you really have to go that far? Oh yeah, if you've ever watched his trial, what? <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever watched his trial, yeah, when he was finally caught and how he, because he defended himself, he did. <laughs> he didn't do too bad of a job. <laughs> he though. did actually. He did not. He did because he, considering not being a lawyer, yeah, um, but he defended himself, uh, which ergo. Cause I'm the best. Yeah, I'm the. Of course, I'm gonna do. No who's one gonna can do, defend me like yeah, me. <laughs> who's gonna do it better? Um, but mm. you know, just being that very arrogant, just even towards the judge who has yeah. the highest position in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just see if you ever want to see somebody in real time, like yes. what that actually really looks like. There is a series on, on uh, Netflix. I think it's called mm-hmm. the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm-hmm. I think it's, that's what it's called. Yeah. I think I've seen it. Um, but if you want to see like, what does this look like in real life versus a TV movie version, mm-hmm. um, of what narcissism can look like. Yeah. I would suggest people go check that out. Get your mind right though. Cause you, you will be seeing him. Yeah. So, I mean, and he, the thing that always sticks out to me about that particular documentary is his smile. Mm-hmm. He always had this look crazy behind the eyes. A little and then cat. cheesing <laughs> the entire time. You got to think this man is on trial for yeah. unaliving many people. Mm-hmm. So he's smiling. This is not the time to smile. Yeah. It is for me because y'all need to see how perfect I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, he almost got away with it. So that would be accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when and we talk about, you know, narcissists in general, you know, most of them are very, um, we've talked about charming and all of these things, but they, a lot of them can be very good looking. Mm-hmm. So that makes it much more difficult, you know, because of, we haven't specifically talked about like attractiveness and privilege mm-hmm. when it comes to like, I hate saying pretty, 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 pretty. Say that. that, say that four times in a row. Okay. <laughs> I don't pretty. like saying pretty privilege um, because in my mind, it reduces it down to just women. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but when we talk about attractiveness, that can make it much more difficult for people to also see what's really happening with narcissists because you get um, awed by what you're looking at. So then the package looks great. The words coming out of their mouth look great. And they're usually good in bed. So then you get bamboozled, hoodwink, (laughs) you know, all of those things into this false sense of security. And then one day here it comes you know, the hammer comes down on you um, because of the expectation because you now need to serve the need that they need you to serve. And so what happens is you begin to enable, whether mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. of the relationship, and we'll talk about that later, but you begin to enable because you've been awed by all of this that Dr. Mm-hmm. Strickland just described. Mm-hmm. Just to backtrack just a half a piece, mm-hmm. attractive advantage. Thank you. 
I got you. I, that's I had to look up the synonyms because <laughs> it was bothering my spirit. <laughs> I know. I was like, I hate saying pretty privilege. I had to get that. Yeah, I know. I had to get that out slow, <laughs> y'all. Words are hard today. It's okay yes. though. I don't know what's going on with the words today. Uh, because like I said, I, I feel like it just reduces it down to women, but men also have an attractive advantage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which if we're going back with that example, he had that. You know, he was mm-hmm. an attractive man. You know, for that time, y'all don't go look yes. at this documentary <laughs> and be like, what was they talk? We talking about in, in the, the 70s, 70s. <laughs> <laughs> not 2021. You know, things change. You know, Burt Reynolds was a big thing back in his he day. Sure he probably wouldn't be a big thing today. OK, some some were like, who is that? <laughs> exactly. Like Burt Reynolds. Ask your mama or your grandmama. Exactly. Um. OK. So any other ones that you uh, had on your list? Uh, Not really, other than the insisting on having everything that's the best. You know, mm. I have to have the best car, the house, mm-hmm. or the appear most to. most attractive wife or husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I wanted to uh, make a distinction here was a difference between arrogance, conceited, and just confident. Yeah. Yeah, because those are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people like to use those words interchangeably. And definition wise, they probably, like, if you take the like root of those words, they m- could be interchangeable. But when we talk about connotation um, and semantics they're not necessarily interchangeable Mm -hmm. you know when you think of arrogance and conceitedness there's a higher level that kind of comes with that versus confidence yeah I would say with confidence confident people are humble they don't have to over talk you they don't have to out share you they don't have to out have uh, you know you mm-hmm. they if, if you have a if you talk about having one in a jaguar i don't have to say well i want a uh my mm-hmm. or something you know i don't a what <laughs> maybach uh, yeah a maybach <laughs> uh, a lamborghini or whatever like i don't have to out want you yeah mm-hmm. absolutely my bach is a pen <laughs> y'all see where my head is i want that pen okay <laughs> we said words are hard today mm-hmm. it's okay they understand <laughs> But yes, I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, and that's why I think that there's such a fine line between um, those, you know, arrogance and confidence because they can both seem showy mm-hmm. if taken out definition. of confidence. I mean, out of confidence. Lord have mercy. Taken out of context. <laughs> I, we promise, guys, we have not been drinking. Not today. We, not today. It's just, I don't know. I'm what drinking. Purified drinking water. That's what and I'm had. drinking a LaCroix. And I got a Cincha. Uh sponsorship shout out, please. Okay. Anybody. Um, anybody. We looking. Uh but we promise that we've had no libations mm-hmm. of that sort today. I do have the definitions if if y'all want. Yes. Them. Sure. Um arrogance is exaggerating or disposed to exaggerate one's own worth or impor- importance, often by an overbearing manner. Um, showing an offensive attitude of superiority proceeding from, from or characterized by arrogance. And then conceit is excessively proud of oneself or vain. And then confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on self or something firm trust in oneself. Mm-hmm. 
So the other two are like the, you know, evil stepsisters <laughs> to Cinderella <laughs> of confidence. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, uh, there are, I can see there, there are situations where you might need to show conceit or arrogance, mm-hmm. but as we've talked about before, anything taken to an extreme is unhealthy. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, we've seen people before who they don't like to, um, you know, praise themselves or boast about their accomplishment because they're afraid that they would look arrogant. And it's nothing wrong with praising yourself or achieving something or buying something or it's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just the extreme of it is when it becomes, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just what, if you decide to do it and if you are NPD, so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or have traits. Yeah. So speaking of kind of, you know, traits and things that can kind of come along with um my brain is thinking like five different diagnoses narcissism (laughs) what have y'all seen has been like as far as other diagnoses like comorbid or co-occurring um with those well y'all know i've seen substance abuse you know a lot of times a lot of times uh when people come into treatment for substance abuse you begin to see layers of what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of one of the, um, I guess, um, educational pieces that we used to have to do uh, for a presentation at where I used to work was uh, inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't talk. We never talked about inferiority. We talked about imposter syndrome a little bit, mm-hmm. which uh, is similar, but not mm-hmm. quite the same. Not quite. That goes with that um, personal narrative of like a sense of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't measure up. Yeah. Yep. Because that's, that's the real thing when you think about narcissism is that it's housed in superiority, but it's really feelings of insufficiency. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they're loud and wrong most times. <laughs> <laughs> loud and wrong. Love it, love it. Choose one, choose one. Mm-hmm. Um, also something that you see often, and we said this earlier is depression and anxiety kind of go hand in hand with that. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't really understand depression and anxiety, they are extremes of lesser emotions, you know? So like sadness is, is the lower level of depression, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety can be the lower level of worry uh, or the higher level of worry, you know? So I think you have to make sure you understand that so you know what your mind ends up doing in these very extreme situations because our minds can only take so much of the same thing before there's a break or something like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely i would say another one is bipolar Mm -hmm. the the grandiosity of the mania and the grandiosity of the mpd typically collide so you know when we see people that's diagnosed with bipolar or possibly we have to look at both to mm, make sure the fireworks uh-huh it's a very bipolar is a very common one in a lot of personality disorders mm-hmm. you'd be like wait wait you're running mm-hmm. is it the mania <laughs> or is it the personality that can sit down <laughs> yourself <laughs> Yeah, I think, man, it almost might be worth it to do just a session 
or even like a mini session just on bipolar and just oh yeah <laughs> talking about how giving more accurate information yeah. about what that looks like mm-hmm. so y'all let us know if that's something y'all interested in learning a little bit more about yeah. um you know so that we can give you a little bit more of a deep dive and for people who are into the entertainment industry and have saw that kind of be a hot topic people like um chris brown people like kanye west and other Martin pe- lawrence uh, back Martin in the day lawrence, uh, mariah carey mariah carey mm-hmm. they are people who have more recently except for martin lawrence but more recently come out and discuss the fact that they have bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and how it has affected them and now we're not getting too in depth but bipolar has two sides bipolar one bipolar two mm-hmm. and as well as nos and some other things but you know we can talk about that if y'all just let us know if y'all want to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that a lot of people don't think about is eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't realize that the, the malnutrition, mm-hmm. what that does to the mind mm-hmm. and yeah. be out here doing weird stuff, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. think about when you get hangry. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That I, is for real. Like I experienced yes. that myself. That needs that, to be in the DSM. Yeah. <laughs> Cause baby. Cause your, your body cannot, handle that and so if we're whole at a level. regular level of hunger not even a real one yes. like we're not out here starving right. starving but a regular level of hunger i'm mm-hmm. telling you imagine when you've been deprived for days weeks yes. months years y'all mm-hmm. i promise y'all if they put that in the dsm i'm gonna have a diagnosis so they don't we need to put have that a in diagnosis. i've had moments and my my mom pr- can probably attest to this i remember i was looking for um a building for my studio way back in the day long time ago and we had been going all over my little hometown and i was like i was about to cross i'm so hungry (laughs) she was like oh you need we gotta go get you a burger or something you you need a morsel yeah, that, that reminds me. You do that little dance when you're trying know. to get some food. You be like, right. Mm, 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 mm. We showed us. We showed okay. us. <laughs> yeah, and that reminds me. Of, I don't know if y'all seen that. Uh, I think it was a Facebook clip where this little boy and his little sister was sitting at the table and she was crying. And he was like, have you taken a nap yet? She said, no, I, I, I don't did need it. a nap. And he was like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. I did it. <laughs> well, you need one. <laughs> yes. That was so cute. But it's so true. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only other one that kind of pops up a lot is uh, other personality disorders because there are some similarities because of the grandiose, um, the BPD, BPD, the paranoia, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yes, the yeah. paranoia, over sexualization because that's part of it being charming, histrionic. Yes, so you know other personality disorders can can kind of pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ones that we specifically listed out is borderline personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and um, we'll talk about this one in the next se- session uh, <laughs> is antisocial personality disorder when it's mixed with um, narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that that shows up a little bit differently. Yeah. Than these other the other two. Yeah, definitely. Now, in y'all's opinion, are there any specific causes or complications that can um, scoot this diagnosis on along or make it more pronounced? Mm-hmm. Like, what are y'all's opinions of that? You mean, oops, wait, ask this question one more time. <laughs> are there any specific things like complications or causes that y'all have 
either witnessed or read about that y'all feel it like makes it more pronounced or makes it come up in an individual. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say um, emotionless uh, parents mm-hmm. or either emotionless or basically the extremes mm-hmm. too emotional or no emotion at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of creates that emotional Island and yeah. I have to take care of myself. So then I can only rely on me, mm-hmm. which then when, again, when taken and blossomed out of control can lead to um, narcissism. Yeah. And then I would add to that. It's still with parenting. Um, those that, put the pressure to achieve mm-hmm. and and not pay attention to the emotional intelligence or the emotional growth mm-hmm. um but they put more emphasis on you know um being a great athlete or mm-hmm. you know getting being school better than everybody mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah high iq individuals <laughs> um a lot of times can end up becoming um have tra- at least traits mm-hmm. of narcissism um because they are so intelligent that it's hard for them to relate to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a superiority kind of complex can be developed in there. And again, not checked can become narcissism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I was looking at some of the statistics when it comes to that, like 6% of the people who are narcissists tend to be forensic analysts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20% of the people in the military are narcissists mm-hmm. and not that this is a shocker because we've been talking so much about medical health, but 17% of first year medical students mm-hmm. are narcissists. So imagine how many of them go on to be mm-hmm. doctors, surgeons, surgeons, surgeons. Cause they definitely have a God complex. Psychiatrists. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Hate Psychiatrists. To, hate to, to put do. us under there like that. <laughs> now, now what I will say, we not trying to like, no shade seclude or exclude ourselves because the personality type that we normally see in our field is borderline yeah wow so yeah. we're not excluding nobody but we yeah. just saying we don't certain talk about that no yeah get off of that dr wall <laughs> <laughs> well that's not what we talking about today anyway <laughs> um i think another one that can be a cause is genetics like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. things run in our dna like we've talked about yeah, in several uh, sessions. It doesn't mean that you can't overcome these things just because it does run in your uh, DNA, but you have to be a bit more intentional. And your environment mm-hmm. has to be um, conducive. Condu- mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Gotcha it was delayed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this is one of those nature nurture situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say nurture probably plays a slightly bigger role here oh yeah uh i won't say it's you know this huge you know gap but i would say you know what you experience does Mm -hmm. shape you a lot however the way you know some of those generational kind of um legacies predispose you to being much more susceptible to becoming that way Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And I know we didn't say this in the beginning, but I did want to give this statistical data is that 0.5% of the U.S. population or one in 200 people, which is still a lot, are typically narcissistic or have narcissistic personality disorder. So it's not a huge stat, Mm -hmm. but when you think about how many people pre-COVID that were alive, and then you make those those calculations. That still is a huge mm-hmm. number of people. And oh, then yeah. they typically, like we said, 
get into these positions of power. And so you're going to feel them. Mm -hmm. It's the trickle down Mm -hmm. effect. Oh yeah. Yeah. You will. You'll feel unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about manipulation before. So if you go back and listen to that session as well, where we talked about the different types of manipulation, um, this is a good um, cousin Mm -hmm. to that session. Yes. You know, uh, cause this, that will go through what it will look like with narcissists in kind of a, a real sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, you know, we're definitely talking a little bit more specific about them, but the manipulation session will definitely show you these are the behaviors that you will experience likely, mm-hmm. um, either being in a relationship with them, working for them, working with them, being friends with them. Yeah. Um, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know we've talked a lot about what MPD is, how it can kind of show up, the symptoms and different things like that. I also want to make sure we give our interns like some treatment options and what mm-hmm. would be possible things that we work on and prognosis. Yep. So one of the um, treatments that I read that work slightly is uh, short-term psychoanalytic therapy mm-hmm. which when I read it I was like that is so contradicting because psychoanalytic therapy is long, long. <laughs> years yes yeah and I think technically long therapy is something that is going to have to go with a personality disorder or someone who has a diagnosis that's going to continuously come up mm-hmm. so I think the reason why they were saying short term is because they are likely to involuntarily terminate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because they don't know how to develop a relationship with the therapist because Mm -hmm. it can't be like how they do in their personal life. Mm -hmm. Or they think it's not working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how dare you act like the expert? And how dare you think you know about me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just the amount of time it takes to develop insight. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, for somebody that with narcissism, it's not, again, it's not impossible, but it is a slow Mm -hmm. crawl on developing any type of insight into themselves. Yeah. And I'll say out of the people that I personally have had that have had NPD, I've only had one individual that's like, I really want to change. Please let me know how I can be a better individual for myself for my wife, my family. I really want to change. That has happened once out of the many years that Mm -hmm. I've been doing this. Typically it's, it's begrudgingly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because usually they don't have that empathetic piece Mm -hmm. that, and that's one of the key things is according to the research that I did. Yes. That's one of the key things that they have to learn so that all the other things can begin Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. decrease. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know some of the things that, uh, are typically worked on when you have an individual battling MPD. You know, you have to work on improving their collaboration with mm-hmm. different individuals, coworkers, peers, significant others, family, because collaboration is not <laughs> something that they do. Nope. It's like They're my way or no way. Mm-hmm. Or accountability. Mm. Yes. Yes. Uh, the other thing is you work on maintaining your personal relationships and not throwing people away when they don't do what you want them to do. Because mm-hmm. they quick to cut somebody <laughs> off. Well, the funny, well, let me back up. They're quick to cut somebody off, but still try to keep you, though. Oh, yes. I want to have at least one little hook in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Just one. It's it's like that book. Uh, I hate you. Don't leave me. For mm-hmm. I know it's for borderline, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh, still, same concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely pulling you back, back. Yes. The next one is recognizing uh their strengths and potential so that they can tolerate criticism or failures, mm-hmm. which is hard. That's hard on a regular day, let alone you have an a MPD day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's hard to understand just because I didn't do well, that doesn't make me less of a person or a bad person or whatever, de- yeah. depending on what you did. Well, you know, they thrive off of validation. Yeah. Of other people, of other people's praises of them. Yeah. yeah. And so when it's not praising, mm-hmm. it has to be critical. And constructive criticism is good. Mm-hmm. Feedback is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is to understand and manage their feelings because what is in an emotion? And mm-hmm. that, that, that's one of the oh, most difficult. I was like, that's probably <laughs> the hardest part. Yes. <laughs> that's why we get them feeling charts out because we don't know what we get when we do an uh, assessment on someone. Mm-hmm. So you just flew all the way off the handle. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to that conclusion? I don't know. I just thought it and it was, it was what was real oh okay and see that see that's the what that example just made it's like okay well are you bipolar are you mpd i like i'm what yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it takes time Mm -hmm. uh two more the next one is cope with any uh related self-esteem issues and then set realistic goals for their self for themselves you said, said realistic that. or unrealistic uh, say, wait a minute unrealistic no, wait where's that they already from? got those yes <laughs> Okay. Down pat. Yes. Yeah. I agree with all that. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very helpful. So you were saying and prognosis? Yeah, prognosis is if you get someone who is willing, it's actually good. Kind of like what I was saying with the individual. But they really got to be in a place <laughs> to receive the information. And this is one of those personality disorders that it, We'll go They're less likely to we'll go come to therapy. Guarded. They're extremely guarded. <laughs> yes. the, the prognosis is guarded. Yeah. So you have like <laughs> MPD and antisocial on this end. They're like, ah, whatever. But you have the borderlines. They, I will come every day, they every hour, you every whatever you need seconds. me to do. So Until you say something I don't like. And then it's death to you. <laughs> and you're firstborn. <laughs> okay. So we out here cursing. I curse you. They doing like uh, Celie did in the color purple mm. when she uh, had Them two fingers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything you think about is gonna crumble. Um, Not today, Satan. But then next session, it's like I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what got over me. So that's yeah. that, that's the thing that I think that's why the research on NPD is so kind of light because they're less likely to come to therapy. If mm-hmm. they come to therapy, it's because they think it's depression or anxiety or something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. or they've been uh, pushed. Mm-hmm. They they like I don't want to lose X Y and Z so let me go ahead and get it together. Um, in respect to what we were talking about with therapy, I posted something um, the other day and this kind of just stood out. Uh, I think the reason people think their partners can be their therapist is because they think therapy is just talking about their feelings. Therapy is a treatment plan. Psychology is a science. Having someone listen to you vent is not the same as creating a plan to heal trauma. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, that that is the importance of continuing therapy 
in any situation, but especially when you have a personality disorder, like things are going to continuously come up, come up. And a lot of them tend to be self-inflicted because we are dealing with your personality. Mm -hmm. And so the, the part of the treatment plan is us helping you to manage those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not like you're going to be able to get rid of them. Cause like Dr. Wild just said, that's a part of you, but what we do is help you manage them. Yeah. Definitely. And don't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that right there. <laughs> you know, like when you actually tell the narcissistic person like, okay, so uh, you're a narcissist. No, I'm not. You know, just, and <laughs> what people think that word means. And it's like, no. And if you think about you the, the, the careers of people that we just said it is, I mean, you know, judges, police, mm-hmm. you know, positions of power. They are not going to want to hear that. And they're not going to want it in their record. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is very true. But it ain't nothing to run from. Mm-mm. When you run, that's when you actually end up having more problems. If you face some of these things head on with appropriate help, uh, life tends to be a bit easier. Yeah. And you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. When you come, If you do decide to go to therapy, you have to do the work. Or you're going to think that therapy is not working because you're not doing what it is that you're talking about in therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else that kind of comes up for y'all when you when you think about NPD or you know? Well, um, NPD can be a significant predictor for unliving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unaliving yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, um, we talked about sensitivity. So mm-hmm. once that ego has been shattered, especially if it's on something that was significant mm-hmm. uh, to them, uh, they are can be very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just as we know about, you know, taking and self-deleting, mm-hmm. uh, men tend to be much more impulsive yes. and lethal. And yes, and uh, with the means by which they do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if that part of them is um what's the word i'm looking for threatened oh, thank you because i was gonna say tarnished but i was like i feel like that's not the right word uh threatened significantly then yes it makes it much more um the risk is higher mm-hmm. for them it, and the thing about the the way these types of situations come about or thoughts come about is that, you know, they may get fired from their job. They may experience mm-hmm. some sort of domestic situation. They may start yeah. having financial problems or even health related problems. Yeah. There's a shame mm-hmm. component to, you know, MPD, many of the personality disorders, and they don't want to be seen as less than. Mm-hmm. And in reality, that doesn't equate to less than, but you know, that that's a conversation for another time. But society has really jacked us up with what is the highest level of self because we don't really look at it from a place of healthiness. It's a, a it's very materialistic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the USA has us all messed up because we look at fame, wealth, um, you know, all of those things are important. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's completely different from like the Western countries, Eastern. Asia, Eastern. Why? See, my brain is not connecting <laughs> right now. Brain is not braining today. <laughs> but agreed. Mm-hmm. So since we kind of 
talked about narcissism in a general sense um this session guys in the next one um next week we're going to go through three of the main types of narcissism Mm -hmm. now there are as the research continues to grow there are several Mm -hmm. types Mm -hmm. of narcissism and how this can kind of show up but we're going to talk about three big ones Mm kind of like the granddaddy versions um of the new uh information regarding narcissism Mm -hmm. so please make sure y'all check that one out um if you want a a deeper dive Mm -hmm. into how different they can look yeah and we also later in the month will be discussing um relationships because we know that is an integral part of what you guys like to hear from us and we want to make sure that we give you things to look for in a relationship as ways to get out of or if this works for me or doesn't and of course Y'all's favorite episode session. MMB. MMB is going to have the beautiful, the incomparable Idris Elba Mm. in No Good Deeds. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a psychological thriller. (laughs) I know this is a little different for us. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's it's right up Dr. Strickland Alley. So Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we always end off with a quote. And Dr. Wall, what is this one? Well, this one has no author. It's anonymous not the person hacking people. It reads, how many narcissists does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. They don't use light bulbs. They use gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. We made it funny. Must be this volume control. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.